Tina. Goldman froze. Turning slowly, he looked at his visitor. A scarred face smiled down at him. May I join you, doctor? Goldman merely nodded permission. His guest settled himself into the chair opposite and ordered a Steinhauer from the waiter. Well, doctor, it seems that destiny has once again made our paths cross. What brings you to Berlin? Goldman explained the conference. His guest smiled, understanding. Yes, of course, there is always that. But from the look on your face when I saw you sitting here, I would guess there is another reason. It's a strange city, isn't it? So full of life now and gaiety. Ah, but you should have been here in 34 or 35. It was even more fascinating and beautiful than now. Goldman finally gained control. Casca, what are you doing here? Did you follow me? The scar-faced man laughed. <laughs> no good, doctor. Our meeting was strictly coincidental. But I must admit, I have often thought of you since our last meeting at your lovely home in Boston. What was it, two years ago? I lose track of time. He laughed at his own joke and repeated, more for himself than anyone else, <laughs> lose track of time. Goldman interrupted him and repeated his question. Why are you here? Casca answered slowly. First, call me Carl, Carl Langer. It's the name I have become used to while in Germany. I used it for a long time in the war years. Goldman hesitated before he spoke again. You mean you fought for the Nazis? Longer smiled gently. Don't get excited, Herr Doctor. It's not what you think, and I'm here for the same reason you are, perhaps, though in a slightly different way. I was here when it all ended. The Reich, I mean. It was a much different place than you see now. Would you like to hear the rest of the story of how I came to be in Berlin on April 30th, 1945? Goldman looked at him questioningly and ran his fingers through his graying hair. That uh, was the day Hitler committed suicide, wasn't it? Longer chuckled in a manner of his own. <laughs> Come. Let's walk. Longer paid for the drinks, and the two walked out on the streets. Longer kept up a running dialogue of the grace and beauty of the city before the war, the singing and the parties and a happy people full of life, a life that was soon to end in the greatest conflict the world had ever known. As Goldman walked with Longer, he was caught up once again in whatever power this man had over him, to draw him back into the past, to actually be there, to feel what he felt, and to know the reality of another existence. You know, Doctor, the real war was fought on the Russian front. That's where the big battles were. Hitler always considered the Russians to be his greatest threat, and rightly so. You think you saw some horrible things when we were in Vietnam? What you experienced there was nothing to what took place on the Eastern Front. The Eastern Front. 
He repeated the words over and over until he felt the sounds of trains rolling over the rails. Clack, clack, clack. The city faded from his eyes. All he heard was the rattling of train wheels rolling through the night. Chapter One The smooth-cheeked young Vikings of the Greater German Reich raised their voices, full of life and eagerness for the great adventure they were fortunate enough to be taking part in. Die fahren hoch, die Reihen fest geschlossen. The horsed vessel leaped, the song of the Nazi stormtroops resounded throughout the smoky interior of the train. The rattling of the wheels became the timekeeper for the group of novices going to join the 1st SS Panzer Regiment, being re-outfitted outside of Kharkov.